openbaring hoofdstuk 2 vers 2. Ik weet wat jullie allemaal doen. Ik weet hoe hard jullie werken en hoe goed jullie volhouden. En ik weet ook dat jullie slechte mensen niet kunnen verdragen. Ik weet dat jullie hebben onderzocht of de mensen die zeggen dat ze boodschappers van God zijn, dat ook werkelijk waren. En jullie hebben ontdekt dat het leugenaars zijn. Ik weet dat jullie het heel erg moeilijk hebben omdat jullie in mij geloven. Maar jullie hebben volgehouden en hebben niet opgegeven. Maar er is ook iets aan jullie wat ik niet zo goed vind. Jullie houden niet meer zoveel van mij als eerst. Kijk eens hoe diep jullie daardoor zijn gevallen. Jullie moeten veranderen en weer dezelfde dingen gaan doen zoals in het begin. Maar als jullie niet veranderen zal ik komen en jullie kandelaar van zijn plaats weghalen. Amen. I want to dive in this scripture. Amen. Let's start with the, the part where it says that you have turned away from your first love. Als we beginnen met een deel dat zegt je bent zo meditating and I was thinking, okay, but who is this first love? Wie is die eerste liefde? What does that even mean? Wat betekent dat eigenlijk? Okay, God, that that is duidelijk. Maar om wie gaat het precies? En als meditating en God said it is the Holy Spirit. God said it is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our first love. And he explained to me why. Because through the love of God, that He has poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, we are able to love God. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that we love God because He loved us first. So it is the Holy Spirit that fulfilled the love of God unto us. That we were able to love God in the first place. So when it comes, when God talks about to returning to your first love, He is talking about our fellowship with the Holy Spirit, and that is very important because the Holy Spirit is the fundamental. A, a part that, that helps you to walk this journey with Christ. Amen. So what God is saying tonight is return back to the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to read from Romans 8 verse 14 to 16. I read in Jesus' name. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Verse 15, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Verse 16, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Amen. Can you read that for us, please? Ik lees de naam van Jezus, Romeinen, hoofdstuk 8, vers 14 tot 16. Iedereen die door Gods geest wordt geleid, is een kind van God. Want jullie hebben geen geest gekregen die bange slaap van jullie maakt. Maar jullie hebben Gods geest gekregen. Hij maakt jullie tot kinderen van God. Door Gods geest noemen we hem vol vertrouwen, lieve vader. Gods geest die in ons is, laat onze eigen geest weten dat we kinderen van God zijn. Amen. Amen. So it is through the Holy Spirit. Dus is door de Heilige Geest. That we are children and sons of God. Dat we kinderen en zoons van God you zijn. You cannot be a Christian. Je kunt niet een Christen zijn. Without the Holy Spirit. Zonder de Heilige Geest. It is not possible. Dat is niet mogelijk. Because the reason why God even came. Want de reden waarom God überhaupt kwam. And why He gave us His Spirit. En waarom Hij geest kwam. Is to be family. Amen. Is om familie te zijn. And as I was reading, I realized that. En zoals ik las, realiseerde ik. The cry of the Spirit. Het gehuil van is Abba Father. Abba Father. And God wants us to be like children again. You see, a child understand that it needs its father. A child will never say, Papa, I don't need you. But nowadays we have become familiar with God. And we are like prodigal sons. 
souls. And we think that okay, we don't need God. We think, oh, we have God needed. But God is saying God that we are in need of Him. That we need to be And that we need to be children again. And that we need to cry out, Abba, Father. That we need to realize who our source is. Because Abba means source. And as Christians, you need to realize who your source is. Because you cannot do anything without the Spirit of God. You cannot be anything without the Spirit of God. The Bible says in Acts 17 verse 28 that in Him we live, in Him we move, and then we have a appear. So I am not without Christ. In Him I have my being. It is because of Him I am. of the Father. We need our Father. We need our source. We cannot be like people that don't need God and we go about our lives. And the only time we fellowship with the Holy Spirit is when you speak in tongues. But when you're doing your own thing, you don't regard the Holy Spirit. That is not how it's supposed to be. Amen. We need to be hungry and desperate again for God. We need to realize who our source is. We need to turn back to the Father. He is our source. He is our maker. Amen. We are going to read another scripture. Yes, Lord. I want us to go to Psalm 63, verse 1. We are going to Psalm 63, verse 1. And I read from Amplified Version again. And it says, Oh God, you are my God. With deepest longing, I will seek you. My soul, just a hakis, my life, my very self, thirst for you. My flesh longs and sighs for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water. Psalm 63, vers 1. God, mijn God, wat verlang ik naar u. Met hart en ziel verlang ik naar u. Zoals een door en droog land verlangt naar water. Amen. 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 The desperation I'm talking about is not just you wanting God. But if you read this verse, and as you you can see that David said that he is longing for God in a dry and thirsty land. So he is thirsty. There is no water. He has nothing to drink. He is drying out. But his longing is still God. Because nowadays, if he were to be in a dry and thirsty land, he would cry out for water. He wouldn't cry out for God. But David was so desperate for God that in a dry and thirsty land, where there was no water, he was thirsting for God. That is the kind of desperation we need to have. That besides everything, we are thirsting for God. It is Him that we need. It is Him that we seek. It is Him that we seek. Amen. Come to the basics. And what is that? I want us to read John 17 verse 3. And that Johannes ons 17 verse 3 lezen. I read in Jesus' name. And it says, and this is eternal life. 
that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Amen. Van Jezus. Johannes hoofdstuk 17 vers 3. Het eeuwige leven is dat de mensen u kennen. De enige echte God en Jezus Christus die u heeft gestuurd. Amen. Amen. So when it comes to Christianity, so when it comes to Christianity, we all know the first John 3 16. Verse, John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world, for the world so that whosoever believes in him, in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Gaan, and Jesus here is saying in John 17, verse 3, that this eternal life is about knowing God, the only true God. So basically, what it means to be a Christian. Is to know God. And that is not just true knowledge. It's not just knowing that Jesus died for you. No. It is about knowing God intimately. It is about knowing God daily and daily and daily and daily. Because when you study this knowing, the word that stands here, that's, that he starts, it is something that is it's an active state. Knowing God. It's not a one-time thing. Because you cannot know God in just if you read the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Knowing God is something you decide to do every day. And you grow in that knowledge. So it is really important that as a Christian that you really know God for yourself. That you know God beyond going to church. That you know God beyond the pastor. That you know God beyond your parents that brought you to church. You have to know God for yourself. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You are reading another scripture. Amen. Romans 12. Verse 11. Verse 11. And I want you to read that in Bas's Bible. Ik lees in de naam van Jezus. Romeinen hoofdstuk 11 vers 12. 12 vers 11. 12 vers 11. Word niet lui in het dienen van de Heer. Maar dien het vol vuur. Amen. Amen. So, as is as they saying here, so here said, that we should not be slagging. That we need life with the word. We should continue to serve God. Full on fire. God, Vurig. Vurig. Amen. Amen. So as I stated before, it is no, uh, the norm to be on fire. It is the norm to vurig to be on fire. Vurig is normal. To be on fire is normal. It is not exceptional. It is not exceptional. It is iets wat je behoort te zijn als een Christen zijn. That you're supposed to be as a That is a real Christian. That is a ware Christian. Amen. Amen. We are continuing. So what are these first works? What are the first works? That the Lord was talking about in Revelation. I was talking about knowing God for yourself. And the best way to know God is through His Word. I want us to go to John 15. John 15 verse 9 and it says as the father loved me I also have loved you abide in my love if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love can you read that first Listen up by Jesus Johannes 15 verse 9 and 10 the father held heel veel van mij and ik hou net zoveel van jullie 
als de vader van mij. Zorg dat jullie vol zijn van, zijn li van mijn liefde. Als jullie doen wat ik zeg, zullen jullie vol van mijn liefde zijn. Net zoals ik doe wat de vader mij heeft gezegd. Daardoor ben ik vol van zijn liefde. Amen. Amen. So you read here that. Dus je leest hier dat. You abide in his love. Dat je verblijft in zijn liefde. When you obey his commandments. Nee, zijn geboden gehoord. So reading the word of God. Dus lezen van het woord van God. Is not enough. Is niet genoeg. You will have to obey it. Je moet het gehoorzaam. And you can obey it. En je kunt het gehoorzaam. Through loving him. Door van hem te houden. Because when you love someone. Want wanneer van iemand houdt. You will obey that person. Yeah. Yeah. gehoorzaam. Another definition that I have given to being on fire for God. Dat betekent die ik heb toe. Is to be burning with love for God. Dat branden met liefde. That is what it actually means to be on fire. Is not being well and and praying and is niet gewoon veel prediken en dat soort dingen, niet per se. Preaching and all those kind of stuff. But it is to have a burning passion. Is to have a burning love. For God. And the only way you can remain on fire Um, wanneer je een beet steeds beter en beter en beter leert kennen. Dat is wanneer je vuur is in En dat is wanneer je kan love him more. Dat is wanneer je meer van hem kan houden. En dat is wanneer je ziet, wanneer God loves you, wanneer God van je houdt, He empowers you to obey Him. Bekrachtigt hij je om hem te gehoorzamen. You see, the love of God empowers us to obey Him. So whenever you read the word, you are abiding in His love. You begin more and more from Him to hold it. And you're becoming more and more on fire. Amen. The second thing is prayer. Prayer. So simple. So simple. Pray to God. Bid tot God. Daily. Dagelijks. Fellowship with God. Wees samen met God. Because you can read the word of God. Want je kan het woord van God lezen. But in order to have more depth than what is written. Om in staat te zijn om meer diepte te krijgen. You will have to pray. Moet je bidden. You will have to fellowship with God. Moet samen zijn met God. You will have to spend time with God. Tijd spenderen met met God. You see the. Some of us, our relationship with God, the way, the way we relate to God, if it were to be a friend that is related to us in that same way, we would call that friend toxic. Because we only go to God where we need Him. But there is no time where we just sit down and be like, okay, ik ga lekker bidden. Ik heb niks nodig van God. Ik wil gewoon met Hem zijn. Quality time. Pray because you want something from God. No, you spend time with Him. And the more time you spend with Him, the more you can know Him. Because it is really about knowing God. For this is eternal life. That they might know the only true God. And His Son, Jesus Christ. So prayer is a must. Fellowship with the Spirit is a must. And I'm, right now, I'm not saying that praying five minutes is not is, is a problem. No, but you gotta spend time with God. Because you see, Leslie's my friend. But if I only send her a message whenever I need her, I would never get to know the, who Leslie actually is. It's the same way with God. If I don't spend time with God, I cannot know Him. And God really desires for us that we become family. That we become His sons. And we become his daughters. That we relate to him as a father. Hallelujah. So prayer is a must. Spend more time in prayer. Talk with your maker. And he talks back. Because you read his word.
word and take the word and put it into prayer and you're talking with God and say God you said this see even as you read your Bible you're doing Bible study the Bible study just, you just read one verse. Maybe you don't understand. You can pray at that very moment. And you just ask God. Okay, God, you said I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. What does it even mean? God will answer you. You do it in a sincere heart. And that is fellowship with God. You, you read his word. You talk to him. He talks back to you. That's how you get to know God. That's the that is the essence of your Christianity. That is essence of your Christianity. That is how you get to know God. Hallelujah. The next point, one of the first works that I'm talking about, as the apostle has said before, is to have eternity in view. See, when one comes to when one comes to Christ, he realizes, okay, through Christ I can get eternal life. You see, the first works is that you prepare yourself to go to heaven. You see, a disciple, a disciple, a real Christian, is preparing himself to meet the king. So if you don't have that in mind, there is a returning that you must do. Because wanneer je bewust bent van het feit dat Jezus er aankomt, ga je niet stilzitten. You won't compromise. You won't fall up and stand up again in your relationship with God. You'll be eager to know Him. Just like when you met Him at first. You begrijpt voor Jezus. Je begrijpt Hij er spoedig aankomt. So to have eternity in view. Amen. Amen. I want us to read Matthew 25, verse 1 to 4. I read in Jesus' name. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Amen. Lees na van Jezus. Matthäus 25, vers 1 tot en met 4. Ik kan het koninkrijk van God ook vergelijken met tien bruidsmeisjes die met hun olielampen op weg gingen om de bruidegom op te wachten. Vijf meisjes waren dwaas en vijf meisjes waren verstandig. Want de dwaze meisjes namen wel hun olielampen mee, maar geen olie. Maar de verstandige meisjes namen behalve hun olielamp ook een kruikje olie mee. Het duurde lang voordat de bruidegom kwam. Daardoor werden ze moe en ze vielen in slaap. So you can see here that so if you see that there were ten Christians, that there ten Christians were. Five were wise. Five were wise. You see, I see it as those five. I see it as they, the the five. They were on fire for God. They were carrying oil. They were prepared. They realized that hey, I'm going to meet the king. So I must prepare myself for the zekerheid. Neem ik extra olie mee. Because you never know what can happen on the way. So to be a Christian. Is to prepare yourself. For the coming of Christ. The Bible says. Let him that think he standeth. Take heed. 
And I was meditating upon this scripture. And of these affairs. It means that so you think that you are standing. At that moment you are taking heat. You see somebody who, who is not sure of their salvation will not take heat. Because that person is not even sure if he's going to meet the king. But somebody will assure that hey when Jesus comes back I am going with him that person will take heat. That person will watch out the ways that he is doing. That person will make sure he frees the Lord. That per person will prepare himself to know God. To meet God. Amen. So a real Christian understands and, and, and lives towards it. Towards the fact that Jesus Christ is coming back. Back to the ten virgins. Some were wise. And some were foolish. The wise didn't only have wisdom. Because wisdom is applying what you know. But the wise, they also have understanding. Because when you just apply what you know, but lack understanding, you might miss it. So we must have understanding that Jesus can come back at any time. So we must prepare. You must be prepared at any time. Hallelujah. The last point. You bear fruit. Je draagt vruchten. A true disciple of Christ. Een ware volgeling van Christus. Bears fruit. Draagt vruchten. You see when 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 the Pharisees. Toen de Farizeeërs. Wanted to baptize in Matthew. In Matthäus waren dopen. John told them. Zei Johannes tegen ze. That that uh, show for the 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 fruits of your repentance. Laat de vruchten zien van je bekering. There must be a fruit of your repentance. There must be a fruit of your Christianity. You cannot say that you are a Christian, but nobody knows until you speak in tongues. You cannot say you are born again, but nobody knows until you lift up your voice in prayer, or until you get dressed to go to church. When you are outside, when you are at home, when you are at school, at work, there must be something that about you that that shows that you are different than the rest. That is a fruit that you bear. It is a light that is shining in you. That when people in darkness see it, they think, oh, you've been so under. You're so different. Hallelujah. A true Christian, a true disciple of God, make sure that he bears fruit. Let's go to John 15, verse 8. Verse 8. It says, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So to be a disciple of Christ, how other people can see that you are a disciple of Christ, is through the fruit that you bear. And that fruit is not just talking about Christ only. It is shown in your character. It is shown in the, in the things that you do. Mensen kunnen aan je zien van je bent anders. That is bearing fruit. You see, Jesus said. Jesus said that you are the light of this world. You are the salt of this earth. You see, salt stands for preservation. Salt stands for behoud. And we as Christians, I really want us to come to that knowledge. 
and understanding en dat begrip that it is your duty dat het jouw taak is especially, especially as a youth vooral als een jeugd that you preserve the gospel dat je evangelie behoudt because the time will come want er komt een tijd where our fathers are not here anymore onze vaders zijn niet meer zijn and if you don't serve God now ja, zijn God niet nu don't expect your children to serve God verwacht niet dat je kinderen God zal always say ik zeg altijd if you serve God 50% your children will serve God 10% Maybe you won't you won't know, but you vroeger was ik heel agressief. I was very aggressive. But whilst I had a big mouth, whilst I was always ik ging altijd mensen uitschelden. I was always cussing at people. I always had the knowledge that hey, I'm a Christian. Ik ken dat ik een christen ben eigenlijk. So they always come with that Jesus girl. Ze zeiden altijd dat Jesus meisje. Even though I didn't give myself fully to God, ik had toch een besef van hey, ik ben wel anders. Ik ga naar de kerk elke zondag. So I am different. There is a God that is watching me. Whenever I do something bad. So there was a certain fear in me for God. Even though I didn't know him for myself. I knew him through church. Through the advice of my parents. There was this fear of me. In me. Amen. Amen. So what I'm trying to say is that if you don't serve God now with all your heart, if you don't serve God now, if you are not on fire now, don't expect your children to be on fire. Never expect your children to be on fire. Unless maybe God touches them in some kind of way. But you want an example. Right now we think we are youth and we go about our youthful things. But one day, one day, you will become the mother. You will become the father. Now. You must know God now. You must seek God now. 
help you out of the cadavers. And you go possess them. You can do so for that. I still have time right now and I still thank God that he saved me right on time. But don't think you are too young to serve God. Don't think you are too young to be on fire. Serve God now. Be relevant in your generation. Be relevant in your generation. Amen. I want us to go to the last scripture. Second Timothy 1 verse 5. Yes. So you see, my name is Lois, and I searched it up in the Bible. And the first that I found is when I call, wait, I read from verse 3. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did. As without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. When I come to remember the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded it is in you also. Amen. Amen. Can you read it for us in Dutch? Zoals je oma Lois en je moeder Eunice ook hadden. Ik weet zeker dat jij hetzelfde geloof hebt als zij. Amen. Amen. So Paul was speaking to Timothy here. Paulus sprak tot Timotheus hier. And he could see and I could see the kind of faith that was in his grandmother that was reflecting in his life. Die weerspiegelde in zijn leven. So I want to admonish everybody today that be the reason why your grandchildren will serve the Lord. Be the reason why your prayers of today will be the reason why your grandchildren will serve the Lord. You gotta be relevant in, the, in your generation. In the generation to come. You must know God for yourself. And so done in such a way that other people around you they benefit from it. That your children they benefit from it. That is bearing fruit. You don't serve God only for yourself. We as Christians are not Christians for just ourselves. Oh, I believe in God. I pray at home. And yeah, I do it on my own way. Prima. That's okay. But that is not supposed to be like that. It should come together and be relevant in your generation. Bear fruit. Make sure that because of you, people will want to serve God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. So to conclude my message, we must return to God with our whole heart, with our whole life. And we must remember our first love, which is the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be sons and daughters. He wants us to relate to Him as a father. And we must be desperate. So desperate for God. There must be a hunger and a thirst in us for God. And don't forget what it means to be a true disciple, to be a true Christian. That is to grow every day in the knowledge of God. That is to read His Word. That is to study His Word. That is to obey Him. And that is to be on fire. To love God. 
It is to know him for yourself. It is to be in the place of prayer. To be in fellowship. And it's to have eternity in view. Prepare yourself. Because Jesus is coming back. Heaven and hell is still real. A time will come. You remember this message. And you will think, had I my belief, I got Had I myself serious? Oh, I wish I would have taken it seriously. Because your purpose on earth to do here art as a Christian as a Christian is to reflect Christ. It is to know God. Hallelujah. It is also to bear fruit. So if you are here, you have already given your life to Christ. Make sure that you bear fruit. Make sure that you remain on fire. Make sure that you will be relevant in your generation. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says, so the creation of the heavens and the, and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of, of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. This is the account of the creation of heaven of the heavens and the earth when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the, on the earth for the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Now this is where I want to stay. Then the, no, first ever please. Then the Lord God formed men from the men, from the dust of the ground, he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. We thank the Lord for his word. We can all now take our seat. Now, the title of my message is Accepting Your Source. I repeat, it is Accepting Your Source. Now you see, we were just and it was in verse 7 the Bible says that God from men from the dust of the ground hallelujah and he breathed into his nostrils because I now say it in another translation the bread of life and men became a living I need to get used to the chat translating forgive me now the thing is that I like is that God created the man from the ground Hallelujah. So he collected things from the ground to form us. But now, as he formed us, we were still not alive. It was until he breathed in us we became alive. So you see, the first man was Adam. When Adam received the bread of life, he became alive, amen. And then the thing is what he saw, his eyes were open. But now as his eyes were open, the first thing that he saw was God. You see, I came with the understanding that, for example, when a new baby is born, the first person that he always sees is his mother. And you see, when the baby sees his mother, there's like immediately a deep connection between those two. Hallelujah. So it was also with Adam and God. I'm not saying that. Adam was saying that God was his mother, but Adam immediately knew that 
He is the one that created me. That he is the one that because of him right now I am living. So Adam immediately knew that this is my source. Hallelujah. Another other word for source it means origin. Origin. Or you can say oorspronkelijk. Hallelujah. So you can say we can say van oorspronkelijk zijn we van God. Hallelujah. Now the thing is, as Adam, Adam was created by God, you see he was in a deep connection with God, amen. But then something happened that changed his relationship and that changed his nature. Now that very thing, hallelujah, it was sin. It was sin. I repeat, it was sin. Now you see that. When Adam sinned, because I was soon emphasized on how he sinned and what happened, Hallelujah. his nature it changed, his relation with God it changed, Hallelujah. and because of the sin, he was disconnected, he was disconnected from his source, Hallelujah. and also at that time, he was already there, Hallelujah. so they sinned, Hallelujah. And they became disconnected. Or they were disconnected. Now the thing is, I came with a realization. Hallelujah. That you can be created by your source. But you can still be disconnected from your source. Hallelujah. Because you see, sin was the thing that disconnected Adam from God. Now you see, as Adam was, was there and he sinned, God said first to him and his wife that if you do this, in other words, if you sin, you will die. Hallelujah. What did I say? Can you repeat that? Repeat that another time. Hallelujah. Now God said you will surely Die. And now the thing is they still committed the sin and they died, but not in the physical, they died spiritual, hallelujah, the thing is after, after they sinned, they were still living, they were still living, but the thing is God after that removed them from the garden of Eden, but they were still living, but spiritual, they were dead. Now you see, I just gave an explanation that Adam was the first person that was created by God. And the thing is, all of us, as we are all right here, as we are here right now, hallelujah, we all came from Adam. Hallelujah. We were all born out of the genealogy from Adam. Van Adam. So you see, as Adam sinned, so as Adam had and he he um he was dead in the spirit. Was dead in the geest. All those people that came out of Adam were automatically born in sin. Hallelujah. Because you see, when there is a genealogy, for example, you have just a mother. She had cancer. Hallelujah. Also, when 
um, she received children, a boy or a girl. That cancer, it is also going to the children. Amen. That sickness, it is also going to the children. It is not only with that. Look at poverty, for example. When just one family is poor, it will also go down. It will also go to the children and the next children and the next children and the next children. Hallelujah. So the thing is, as we were born, I repeat, we were automatically born. And sin. Are you here? Yes. Are you here? Yes. So now, it's new. Let us read Romans chapter 6. This is where the Bible says that for the wages of sin is death. Hallelujah. The wages of sin is death. The loan of sonde is dood. So I'm telling you that it does not matter if you are here right now. You are living a right life. You are still automatically born out of the out of the genealogy of Adam. So sin is automatically your nature. Hallelujah. But now you see. God, God so loved us. Amen. God, us so God was looking down and he was like, my people, they are, they are struggling. I can't leave my people like that. So you see, what did he do? He gave us, he gave us a gift. He gave us a gift. He gave us a gift. And that gift was his son. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the son of God. Can we, can we go to the book of John chapter 3 verse 16? And can you put it in the Amplified version please? Because I will show you something. Now quickly, the Bible says, For God so greatly loved. You see, the greatly so there was a big love. Hallelujah. For us. And dearly prized the world. That he even gave his one and only begotten son. What I like about the scripture is that God was already loving us, but he still put something upon his love. Hallelujah. He put something upon his love. And that thing, it was the sacrifice. That thing, it was the sacrifice. Hallelujah. He said that he even gave his one and only begotten son. So that whoever believes and trusts in him as savior, shall not perish but have eternal life now you see that God gave us his son amen now Jesus he was he was in heaven so Jesus he had everything he had like I'm saying he had godly power hallelujah but when he came down he left his godly power he left everything in heaven and he came in the body of a human hallelujah he had human he had a human nature he had human character amen he had human characteristics 
So you are sharing the same humanity with us. Hij deelde dezelfde menselijkheid met ons. Now the thing is, it was the intention for Christ. Was de intentie van Jezus. That he would die for us. Dat hij zal sterven voor ons. That he would die for us. Dat hij zal sterven voor ons. Because now you see that. Nu zie je dat. In blood, hallelujah. In bloed. There is life. Is er leven. Now you see in the olden days. In de vroeger. Of the Old Testament. Van het Oude Testament. When people sinned. Toen mensen zondigden. They needed to sacrifice. Moesten ze opofferen. To get forgiveness. Om vergiffenis te krijgen. Of their sin. Van hun zondes. So in the olden days. Dus vroeger. They were sacrificing animals. Over de dieren. But the thing is, maar het geen is, it was not about the animals. Het draaide niet om de dieren. It was about the blood. Het draaide om het bloed. Because can we go to the book of Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11? We gaan naar Leviticus hoofdstuk 17 vers 11. NLT version. For the life of the of the body is in its blood. You see, so life was in the blood. Leven was in het bloed. Hallelujah. Amen. Life was in what? Leven was waarin? In what? In waar? In what? Waarin? So you see, when Jesus came, dus toen Jezus kwam, he was sharing on the same humanity with us. Amen. He was in a fleshly body. Hij was in een vleeselijk lichaam. So the thing is, everything what we are now or right now experiencing, like getting tired, um, getting um, hungry, feeling thirsty, Jesus was also having these things. Amen. Because he had a fleshly body. But the thing is, what he was not doing, or what was not in him, was sin. What was what? Was what? Was what? Was what? Was what? Sin was not in him. Sonde was niet in hem. Hallelujah. Amen. So the thing is, his blood, it was perfect. Zijn bloed was volmaakt. His blood, it was perfect. So the thing is, when he sacrificed his life, Toen hij zijn leven offerde, on the cross aan het kruis, and the blood, and the blood was flowing on the cross aan het kruis, that blood, that blood was shed was for us for us hallelujah amen that amen. blood that blood it was shed was for us for us because in the olden days vroeger, when they were sacrificing the animals to get forgiveness of their sins the sin was Um, the forgiveness was only for that thing. Was the forgiveness only for that only for that day. Was only for that day. But the sacrifice that Jesus gave. But the offer that Jesus gave. The blood that was shed for us. The blood that was shed for us. It was the sin of yesterday. It was the sin of today. And it was the sin of the future. Hallelujah. Do you see the difference? See it for scale. I don't hear you. Do you see the difference? Yes. Do you see the difference? See it for scale. His blood. It has cleansed us, hallelujah, for the sins of yesterday, the sins of today, and the sins of the future. But now the thing is, the blood is there for you if you believe in him. The blood is there for you if you believe in him. Because many people they are saying that I know Jesus, I know Jesus, I know Jesus. People they don't even know what exactly he has done. Hallelujah. So I repeat, the blood of Jesus, it was perfect, and it freed us from our sins. Now the thing is, 
God did not left it there. God heeft het niet daar gelaten. Hallelujah. Amen. He did not only give us one gift. Hij gaf ons niet alleen één gave. He gave us another one. Hij gaf ons nog eentje. What did I say? Wat zei je? He gave us what? He gave us what? He gave us another one. Hij gaf ons nog eentje. Hallelujah. Amen. And who was that one? And wie was diegene? It was the Holy Spirit. The Heilige Geest. It was the Holy Spirit. The Heilige Geest. You see, the Holy Spirit. The Heilige Geest. Is the Spirit of God. Is the Geest van God. I just explained. Ik leg dan God the Father. God the Father. God the Son. God the Son. And now I will explain God the Spirit. Nu wil ik uitleggen God de Geest. Now you see the understanding that I received. Het begin dat ik kreeg. That I um yeah that I have gotten. It was when Jesus was here. Was Jesus the Holy was. Spirit was in him. Amen. You see, when he was baptized, the heavens were open, and the Bible says then that the that the Spirit came down. Hallelujah! The Spirit came on him. But I got the understanding that I just said that Jesus. Jesus. He had. A fleshly body. And he left his godly powers there in heaven. So you see, all the things that Jesus was doing here on earth. Like healing people, delivering people, and showing um, all kind of miracles. It was because of the Holy Spirit. It was because of the Holy Spirit. Are you here? Are you here? Now the thing is, the Holy Spirit is your helper. The Holy Spirit is our helper. Now the Bible says, let me search the scripture. Hallelujah. In John chapter 14, from verse 15 to 18. The Bible says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray, uh, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, Amen. that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and, and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. You see, the Holy Spirit himself, it was a gift of God, amen. And it was a promise. But I came with the understanding that as the scripture said, that if you love me, keep my commandments. So there were things that we needed to do. Hallelujah. There were things that we needed to do. And the thing is, if you do not do that part, hallelujah, that other part, it will not manifest. Hallelujah. So, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Jesus, so in other words, you are saying geboden. that believe in me. You are saying that live for me. Live Hallelujah. For me. Amen. And then he said, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. See the Holy Spirit. I came with the understanding that the Holy Spirit is like a coach. Hallelujah. Are you here? I repeat that the Holy Spirit is like a coach. So you see that in Christianity, for example, you can pray, you can worship, and you can praise in a very good way. Hallelujah. But the thing is, if you do it without the Spirit, it will not work. Amen. The Holy Spirit is there to help us in our spiritual journey. Hallelujah. Because it said that He is our helper. 
Alléluia. He is our helper. The thing is, I came also with understanding that, for example, when you have a soccer player, Hallelujah. You can just play soccer in a very good way. Hallelujah. You are a good attacker. You can shoot the ball very well. But if you are, for example, neglecting the coach, you are ignoring the coach, it will not work. Because you can shoot the ball, you can play good, play good, but you will see eventually that you will still lose. Amen. Because the coach, in a soccer team, he is giving strategy. He is giving tactics. Amen. So he is telling to that soccer player that when, um, when you need to shoot the ball, when you need to do this, that is also with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He is telling you when you need to pray. He is telling you how you need to pray. Hallelujah. So I repeat that without the Holy Spirit, it will not work. Without the Holy Spirit, it will not work. You see, the Holy Spirit is also there to help us in our weaknesses. Hallelujah. The Bible says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we are. You see, we don't know what to do in certain situations, but the Holy Spirit is there to help us in our weakness. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now you see, maybe some of us we are thinking that how do you know that you have the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. There are many answers. But the thing is, when you really know that you have the Spirit, is when you are convinced of your sin. It is when you are convinced of your wrongdoing. Hallelujah. Because now, for example, as you are now gossiping about someone, do you have that feeling that someone is telling to you that hey, what you are doing right now is wrong? Hallelujah. When you are just talking anyhow, is someone giving you that feeling that what you are doing right now is wrong? Hallelujah. That is how you can see if you have the spirit. Hallelujah. Are we still here? Are we still here? Hallelujah. Now, as I've explained, God the, um, God the Father, God the Son, God the and God, uh, God the Spirit. I will now explain and um, preach to you how God sees us. Hallelujah. Now the thing is, we have an identity. All of us who are here, we have an identity. Amen. There is a way that God is looking at us. You see, what we are, we are sheep. Hallelujah. What did I say? We are what? We are what? We are what? We are sheep. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says in Psalms 100 verse 3 that know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us. Hallelujah. Amen. Also, this scripture is saying that it is God who has created us. Amen. And then the scripture says, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Hallelujah. Now, the thing is, sheep 
They are attracted by sound, amen. They are attracted by a voice. Hallelujah. Now I've seen that in this generation, or not in this generation, in this world, there are like multiple shepherds. Amen. There are multiple shepherds. Now, who is a sh what is a shepherd? What is a shepherd is someone who is leading the sheep, who is guiding the sheep, who is protecting the sheep. Now you see that there is a false shepherd, amen. And that false shepherd is the devil. Is a devil. Hallelujah. I repeat, that false shepherd. It is the devil. So you see that the devil, in this world, he is saying some things to you. He is saying some things to you. He is saying some things to you. Hallelujah. But the thing is what I want us to realize and want you to know is that I want to ask you to which voice are you listening? To which voice are you listening? Because the devil is saying for example to the youth that it is good to have sex before marriage hallelujah I have seen that in this way he is good in manipulating he is good in manipulating so he is saying that you can have sex before marriage and it does not even matter if you stay with that person you see some of the youth they are thinking like that Hallelujah. And that, that is not the voice of the shepherd. It is the voice of the devil. He is saying to some persons that it is good to lie to escape troubles. It is good to do fraud to get wealth. Hallelujah. But it is not the voice of your shepherd. It is the voice of the devil. The voice of God is saying that come to me. That thing, don't do it because it is not good. That thing, if you don't do it, it will save you for later. Hallelujah. So I repeat that we are sheep and there are multiple shepherds but there is one only good shepherd. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 10 verse 14 that I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known by my own and I am known by my own. Hallelujah. You see it also happened with Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden. You see when they did, they did not sin just um just plainly, amen. The serpent came. The serpent came. And the serpent said to Eve that what, what has God taught you? Hallelujah. And Eve was telling that God told me that they can eat from all the trees that are here but not from that one. The forbidden tree. Because he said I will die. But then you see what the devil what the devil does, he contradicts the saying of God. Can we go to the book of Genesis chapter 3? Because he was immediately saying that you will not die. 
Hallelujah. I will show you something. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. The serpent was the was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? So you see, he was asking. He was asking. Of course, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. The woman replied, It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that you are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You, then he said you won't die. The serpent replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it and you will be like God knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. You see, he manipulated her. Then he says she showed that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. You see, first Eve, she had the image that this tree, it will kill her. But when that evil voice was speaking to her, the whole image of that tree, it changed. You see, and then it says she wanted the wisdom it would give to her. She was now thinking that that tree, it was the tree that would give you wisdom. Hallelujah. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she, then she gave some to her husband who was with her. And he ate it too. Beloved. Beloved. Satan is trying to deceive you. Satan is trying to deceive you. If there is a voice that is saying to you, go to this club and get drunk. And it will not matter what will happen. It is not the voice of your shepherd. It is not the voice of your true shepherd. When a voice is saying to you, go to that house of that boy or that girl, and don't worry what will happen. You see, it is, it is not the voice of your true shepherd. It is the voice of the devil. Hallelujah. You see, it is the shepherd, the true shepherd. I repeat, that saves your life. But it is the false shepherd that tries to destroy your life. Amen. So I repeat. We conclusion that we, all of us, as we are here, we are sheep. And there's one only true shepherd, and that is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, what I also want to preach is about heaven and hell. You see, beloved? Heaven and hell is real. Heaven and hell, it is real. I repeat, heaven and hell, it is real. As we just were, um, as we were reading in the book of Genesis chapter two, it was saying that God from um the earth, he formed the heavens, amen. But hell was also there. Hallelujah. Now you see that many people here on the world, they think. That they can enter heaven with their own lifestyle. They think that they can enter heaven with their own things. Hallelujah. But now you see, when I am evangelizing, I tell I tell them um 
very time and I gave them this example. For example, come to the house of my grandma. Hallelujah. And she says to you that remove your shoe. Remove your muddy shoes. But you are you are thinking. It does not matter. I will still come with my muddy shoes in this place. I will still come with my muddy shoes in this place. You see, it is also like that in heaven. God is saying that don't gossip, don't steal, don't do all that kind of things. Hallelujah. But we are neglecting it. We are denying it. And we are thinking that in our in our way, with our lifestyle, that we can enter heaven. Hallelujah. But you see, beloved it is not like that it is not like that the thing the thing is how God wants you to enter is the thing that is suitable for heaven because you see for example you gossip you gossip about God forbid your leaders your, your men of God your woman of God just think about it that with that kind of gossip you will, you will enter heaven you will, the, you will be the person that will just scatter heaven hallelujah because now you see I, me myself, I'm, I'm, as I'm thinking about this, I come with all kinds of stories. Eh? So, so bear with me. So now, for example, in heaven we are sitting at a table, at the dining table. And now you see David, he is there. And for example, he's sitting there. And now, for example, our sister Emanuela Opoku, she comes to sit here. Hallelujah. Next to David. David. But then you have that gossiper. Why is she sitting next to David? Why is she sitting so close to David? You see, if you are like that, you are trying to come with a lifestyle that will even you scatter heaven. You are trying to come to heaven with something that can even scatter heaven itself. Hallelujah. <laughs> what my mother said, God forbid. Hallelujah. So I'm telling you, you cannot enter heaven with your own lifestyle. You cannot enter heaven with your own lifestyle. Hallelujah. Because you see, for example, when you go to the king, Hallelujah, Koning Willem Alexander. You change yourself. Hallelujah. You change yourself. You take your nice suit. You do your hair. You do makeup. Because you know that you will meet a king. Hallelujah. And you know that you must speak well. Because it is a king. Hallelujah. It is also like that with God. Hallelujah. When you come there, you try to come with a nice, a nice spirit. Amen. You try to speak nice because what you are meeting a king. But the thing is, we are neglecting that. We are ignoring that. Hallelujah. So beloved, I repeat. Heaven and hell. It is real. Don't think that you can enter heaven in your own way. With your own lifestyle. Hallelujah. Don't think that you can enter that place in your own way. Hallelujah. Now I just received it that I just said that we were born automatically in sin. Hallelujah. 
Halleluja. Because you can live right. Want je kunt goed leven. You can be a hero in this world. Je kunt een held zijn op deze aarde. Still miss the key. En nog steeds de sleutel missen. That will bring you to heaven. Dat je brengt naar de hemel. And you see what is that key? En wat is die sleutel? It is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. It is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Because he was saying that everyone who wants to go to the Father needs to come through me. But we want to go in another way. We want to go in another direction. You see, without a key, you cannot enter a place. If, if I don't give you the key of my house, you cannot enter. Hallelujah. You can try to break it, but then you are a thief. And you still don't belong there. But the thing is, Jesus, he wants to give you that key that will bring you to the Father. That key that will bring you to heaven. Hallelujah. To bring you to heaven. Jesus is the key that will bring you to heaven. Hallelujah. So let us be aware of that. I repeat, don't think that you can enter heaven with your own things. If you don't have the key, that is Jesus Christ. You cannot enter the place. Hallelujah. Now I will go further. You see what I just was giving was just a small word for especially new people, amen. To give them an understanding on how it is. And I just said, God is your source. Hallelujah. And you are what you are his creation. Hallelujah. So all of us, the new people, you need to return to your source. You need to return to that person who made you. Amen. Hallelujah. But you need to do it with Jesus. You need to do it with Jesus. Because it is Jesus, hallelujah, that has died for you. It is Jesus that gives you the access to God. Hallelujah. So now I will go further. I will now preach the message that was laid on my heart. Are you still here? Are you enjoying the word? Are you enjoying the word? Because what I gave just before, it was like breakfast. Hallelujah. It was like breakfast. It was just a beginning. But right now I'm about to start. Can you start with lunch? With lunch. The meal is coming. The meal is coming. Now it is lunch. Hallelujah. Now, the team is returning to God. Returning to who? To who? To who? Returning to God. 
Now I see. I came with the realization that returning to God, it is not like like a son that God I come to you. Like God, here I am, I come to you. No, it is. It has a process. It has a process. There are some steps that you need to take. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Now the first thing with what it starts, it starts with a realization. Hallelujah. It starts with a realization. With the realization that you just realize that you don't feel the presence of God. Or you feel it less, or you don't feel it at all. You are thinking that where is God? Hallelujah. You are thinking that how did I came in this area and I don't see God anymore. I repeat, it has a process. Hallelujah. Are you here? Are you here? Now I will explain my message with a parable. Hallelujah. Or I can say with a story. Hallelujah. Now, you see a mother and a little child. They are walking hand in hand. Hallelujah. I repeat, they are walking hand to hand. You see, like a little child, like from one or to two or to three years old. He is inexperienced. He doesn't have experience with the world. He doesn't know what decisions to make. Maybe he cannot even talk well. Hallelujah. So that's why when the mother is outside with that child, holding the child amen that is even us ourselves we are the little children as our sister was saying and jesus is the mother hallelujah and you see in our spiritual journey we are walking hand in hand hand in hand with jesus christ hallelujah so now I will go further with my story. Now the mother just enters a store with her child. Hallelujah. And now she's just there to buy milk. And only milk. Hallelujah. So even in the store with her child, she's walking with her child. She's walking with her child. But now you see the child, he is looking. And he see in another part of the store. He sees candy. Hallelujah. Or he sees like chips. Or he sees like chocolate. So he is walking with his mother. But as his as his eyes fall in, on that candy. He starts to walk slowly. You see, he starts to walk slowly. Because he sees that very thing that looks nice. Hallelujah. It can even be with us that we are walking with Jesus. But then we see something on another path that looks nice. So what? So what? This what? We look at that thing and we are not focused anymore. We are not looking ahead anymore. So now we start we start to walk a little bit slowly. We start to walk a little bit slowly. We are thinking that mm, 
Leiden leidde leert je dat. Ze was een kleine kind denken van, hmm. Die Haribo ziet er lekker uit. It looks good. Die red band ziet er lekker uit. Snoep ziet er goed uit. Halleluja. Kijk eens hier. So you are thinking, you are thinking, you are thinking. Je denkt, je denkt. Because I came with the understanding that the, the, begrip dat, the candy, the snoep, the candy, snoep, Halleluja. Kijk eens hier. Is like um. It's like a temptation for us. For us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we are looking at the things because candy it, it, it tastes it tastes right. It tastes good. But it is bad for your teeth. Also some temptations. It looks right. But it is not good. So now you see the child. He just stops walking. Hallelujah. He just stops walking. And he's like that candy. I want it now. Die Haribo. Ik wil het nu. So now he stops also his mother. And he he wants to go to that pet of candies. But he sees something is holding him. Something is holding him. Hallelujah. Even with us, with Jesus, we want to go to that other direction. But Jesus is holding us. He is holding us. Hallelujah. But now the thing is, the child is determined to get that candy. And he's 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 just forcing himself. He's forcing himself. And then after forcing himself, hallelujah, he is finally loose, he immediately starts to run because he wants that candy, hallelujah, and it is also with us, we ourselves, we force ourselves loose from Jesus, we force ourselves, and then when we are loose, we run away, you see, the absence the of that child, van dat kind, he was doing all kind of things. Hallelujah. He was like running up and down, up and down, going to the pet of candies. Hallelujah. He was doing things that he was not supposed to do. Hallelujah. Now look at us. When we disconnect from Jesus, we are doing things what we are not supposed to do. Hallelujah. We are doing all kind of things making wrong decisions we are sinning they're sinning they're sinning hallelujah hallelujah but now realization just corrupts that child what did i say it corrupts that child and now he starts to realize that where's my mother when 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 did I disconnect from my mother? So what? He starts to cry. He starts to cry. He starts to cry. Hallelujah. Then he just stops with moving. Because you see, when we disconnect from Jesus and we, and we do all kind of things, realization will hit you. And then that time will come that you will just sit down you just give up you cry you cry you are thinking what did i do this thing that i've done i am ashamed for my church for my leader for my for my mentor hallelujah but the thing is now you see i will use you as an example, when you are with your little brother or with your little nephew, with your little niece, and he just runs away from you, what do you do? Repeat that. Repeat that. You go after him. 
because you know that he cannot do it on his own that he cannot make right decisions so immediately you start to run after him beloved that is what Jesus is doing for us that is what Jesus is doing for us in, in the book of Luke chapter 15 I believe it was 15 it was talking about when when one of the sheep runs away from the flock the shepherd he goes after his sheep he goes after his sheep so Jesus when you disconnect from him he is going after you he is going after you you can be in that other country you can be in that house of that boy he is coming after you because you are his sheep because you are a sheep the shepherd goes back for his sheep but now the thing is after a time he finds you hallelujah and he sees you and he is like my friend finally I have found you after a long time because you see when you are disconnected from Jesus and you run away you keep on running you keep on running you keep on running and then when the realization finally catches you you stop so then he is able to find you hallelujah so then he comes to you and he says my friend finally I have found you come let us go this is not the place where you are supposed to be so now what is he doing while he is saying that he is reaching out his hand he is reaching out his hand he is reaching out his hand, out his hand. Out his hand. because he wants to be connected with you again he wants to be reconnected with you hallelujah but the thing is do you accept him again do you accept him again do you accept him again because he wants that very thing that you had at the start walking hand in hand with him hallelujah but the thing is what we are missing we are missing that part we are not grabbing the hand of Jesus we are not reconnecting with him we are not accepting him again what does the acceptance stands for genuine repentance genuine repentance it means that you repent for the things that you have done wrong the things that you have done wrong and you grab his hand again but the thing is what it is now we repent without faith we repent without faith because now we repent but we are still thinking that we are ashamed for the church we are still thinking that we are ashamed for our leader ashamed for our men of God our women of God and the condemnation is following you but the thing is if that is following you you don't believe you don't have the faith hallelujah that he has forgiven you hallelujah because the thing is the bible says that he is ready to forgive he is plenty in mercy so you see beloved your sin i am not um but 
I am trying to give you the understanding how God sees it. Your sin is like a grain of sin. Yes. It's like a grain of sin. And you see, when you repent in a genuine way, that grain of sin, it just blows away. It blows away. And God does not see it anymore. But we don't believe in that. Hallelujah. We are still thinking that God is not looking at us. That God is not thinking about us. We are coming to church. We are praising. We are worshiping Him. But, but we are still thinking that He has neglected us. That He is not looking at us. But you need to repent with faith. You need to repent with faith and know that he has forgiven you hallelujah hallelujah so I am telling you Jesus loves you Jesus loves you you could have done that very wrong thing that sin of one year two years ago what you have done wrong Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. He is not looking at your mistakes. He is not looking at your shortcomings. He is just waiting on you when you accept him again. Because he wants to walk with you hand in hand. Hallelujah. Are you here? Are you here? So that is the part what you are neglecting what you are not realizing it is when we take his hand again our spiritual journey has started again hallelujah and I need to go because I did not know that my time is up hallelujah now there is another group that I saw and that I came with the understanding that can we go to the book of Luke chapter 15 are you enjoying the word are you enjoying the word hallelujah Now, the Bible is talking about the lost son, the prodigal son. Amen. Now, I will read quickly. The Bible says, really true in the point for that Jesus told him this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, his younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in world living. You see that the son... The prodigal son, he disconnected from his father and he went into his own direction and he started to make wrong decisions. He did wrong things. Hallelujah. But then after a time, realization hit him. Realization hit him. Hallelujah. It was in verse 17. The Bible says when he finally came to his senses, Hallelujah. He finally came to his 
says he finally realized that hey I am disconnected from my father that hey I need to go back for my, to my father because this is not the place where I'm supposed to be so what did he do he standed up and he returned he standed up and he returned you see there's a group of people they themselves they are waiting that Jesus is coming to them but there's that other group they themselves they stand up they return they turn around and they go back to their father they go back to their source you see this group they are like leaders you see leaders it is not that they are sinning Hallelujah. it doesn't have to be sin you can just Disconnect unconsciously from your father. But then realization comes to you. Hallelujah. And then you just feel that the presence of God it is less. But then you know that you need to stand up. You stand up. You turn around. And you run to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you here? Are you here? So I want to say. Before I really, because I really need to end my word. My word that come back to Jesus. Come back to God. I just said he is ready to forgive. He's plenty in mercy. Beloved. God is waiting with open arms on you. He is waiting with open arms on you. He is waiting when you yourself run to him. When you yourself run to him. And then he accepts you. But the decision is in your hands. You yourself, you need to make the decision to run to God. Hallelujah. And the final thing that I want to say. It is that now you return to God, but you also need to maintain, you need to keep that relationship with God. Hallelujah. Because that is where we fall. That we come to God, but we fall. We come to God, but we fall. We come to God, but we fall. Because we don't maintain, we don't keep the relation with God. Now, how can you keep your relationship with God? What I just said, stop sinning. Stop sinning. Don't sin. As I, as I just said, sin was the thing that changed the relation of Adam with God. It changed his nature. Hallelujah. And it separated him from God. When we sin, we separate ourselves from God. The thing is, as you sin, you are also delaying yourself. You are delaying yourself and you are going in a circle. Because now you are walking with God. Hallelujah. You are walking with God, but then you sin. Then the thing is, then you stop walking. We bet you stand up again because he has forgiven you. And you walk again, you walk again. But then you sin again. You stop. Then forgiveness. You stand up again and walk and walk. You see, sin is delaying you. Sin is delaying us. So we need to stop with sin. Hallelujah. Think about what is leading you to sin. Is it Instagram? Is it Snapchat? Get rid of it. Because we are 
Sometimes the secretly we are conscious of that thing that is leading us to sin, but we don't want to get rid of it. Hallelujah. And when we fall again in sin, we are like, how did this happen? Get rid of the things that lead you to sin. Number two. Number two. Sacrifice. Offer up. Sacrifice. Offer up. Wednesday, our deaconess, she was giving a word. And she was, and she was saying that sacrifice, it costs you something. Hallelujah. For example, sacrifice. Your sleep. Sacrifice. Offer up. Your sleep. Sacrifice. Offer up. Your sleep. Your time. Your money. Because you see, God sacrificed his son. But we ourselves, we don't want to sacrifice. But we still want his love. We still want things from him. But we don't want to sacrifice. No, we need to sacrifice. Hallelujah. We need to sacrifice. Hallelujah. Don't think that without sacrificing, the relation is going well. Just imagine your future husband is not sacrificing for you. You are thinking that he doesn't love you at all. Hallelujah. You are thinking that he doesn't love you at all. Hallelujah. Let us all stand up. And clap for the word. And clap for the word. Yeah. Unfortunately, I did not even know that time was going so fast. I have so many things to say. Hallelujah.